Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. So I took TJ's advice this last week and I streamed some Ghostbusters. You should never take my advice. <laughs> you know what? I feel like it's uh, it's like a monkey's paw. <laughs> every now and then, the thing that I get is actually going to be what I want and not some <laughs> twisted version of it. Uh, but we did find out, actually, once I got done doing the second uh, night of it, that we can stream Quiplash and the audience like in the Twitch room can play along. And so I played Quiplash for like two and a half hours. <laughs> With the people hanging out in chat. That's awesome. Uh, and it was a lot of fun. They actually have some features in it that you can adjust to make it easier to stream it. Like you can make the timers longer and you can make it so that people have to be like signed into Twitch to get into your room. Uh, so I'll definitely do that every now and then because that was that was fun. That's awesome. Jake and I went real hard back into Sea of Thieves. That we did. We both finally purchased Sea of Thieves and gave it a, a test run being back and had the best night of piracy we've ever had yep and it will never be matched so we have uninstalled the game (laughs) (laughs) seriously i thought we we were coming back in i'm like oh i'm gonna be so rusty and not remember anything and in just a couple of hours we killed a kraken we um sank another pirate ship we stole a bunch of loot from another sunken pirate ship oh an addendum on that just to show how clearly amazing pirates we are we sank this other team's pirate ship in a rowboat yes so, I mean, if that isn't some pirate shit right there, with, I don't know what is. In a rowboat on the open sea with a single powder keg to our names. Wait a yep. minute. You guys have rowboats now in the game? Yes, there it, are rowboats. Oh, I got to get in on this. It I'm just going to pilot a rowboat the entire time. <laughs> just TJ and his dinghy. <laughs> just the scourge of the sea. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to decide what game I want to just kind of start streaming. Like, Sea of Thieves is definitely an option, but we blew it. We wasted the good one already. So yeah, we sure did. I'm kind of concerned. Considering streaming Stardew Valley, which is like a really zen kind of you just farm and you do your thing. But I think it'll be interesting because as far as I can tell, I'm the only person who's always furious at Stardew Valley. (laughs) So I think it'll be a good watch because it's supposed to be really mellow. And I'm just angry that I left my hoe in the box and I've got to walk back to the farmhouse and 20 more minutes (laughs) in game have passed. You had mentioned that like you because you play a lot of uh, Overwatch. You're like, I can't stream that because people can't see me this angry. (laughs) No, they can't. They can't see me that furious. But Stardew Valley is like a it's like a mild burn. It's yeah. a moderate spice. Nice. I thought about um, Red Dead Redemption 2, except it would be really boring because it'd be mostly me just like going out in the woods looking for that one elusive tiny animal that I can never seem to find. It's uh, you know, I was on chat with TJ the other night. He was playing Red Dead and I was doing the demo for Anthem. And it was it was an hour and a half of him telling me about trying to find a robin. <laughs> yeah, And then like another after. After I actually found the robin, then I was like, oh, I got to find that chipmunk. Got to find that chipmunk. Where's that chipmunk at? Just chipmunk, chipmunk, chipmunk. And it was 
I was like, mm, this is good radio. <laughs> so we had mentioned last week that we would be at LodgeCon on uh, February 9th and 10th. We actually have a schedule now. So uh, if you are, this is just a little south of uh, Chicago in Peyton, I think, P-E-O-T-O-N-E, Peyton, perhaps. Peyton. Peyton. In one of those places. If you go to one of those three cities, we we will be there. Poitain. We, we just lost the Piaton uh, audience. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we will be there for LodgeCon. It is the, uh, the 9th and the 10th. And Saturday, we will be doing three sessions of Monster of the Week. Uh, one at 10 o'clock, one at 2, and one at 6. So that'll just be an open table. You can come and join and play. Uh, one of us will be running that session. And then on Sunday, we'll have a game session at 9 and 1. And there'll be, uh, again, for that, you can just show up and sit down and play uh, if you happen to be in the area. Uh, it is a really interesting con. I actually got to talk to the guy who runs it and kind of their history and how they got started. And he kind of just got started as, oh, we're going to play some Pathfinder, but there's no place for us to go. So I'm just going to have a weekend where people come. And he did it one weekend and like 10 people showed up. And then he did it again and like 50 people showed up. And it just keeps getting bigger. So he started ask- adding other games and vendors and uh, so we will also have a booth there, uh, and I'm going to be doing a uh, a panel on uh, Powered by the Apocalypse games. Uh, if, so if you've never played one before, or for some reason you're listening to the podcast for the first time right now, and you've listened to this far without realizing what we're about, or if maybe you just tone out the game actual mechanics, uh, you can come and learn how to play Powered by the Apocalypse games. There's got to be someone out there who just listens to the intro and then skips ahead to the next episode and listens to the intro. <laughs> hey, look, I just like the banter. Yeah. You know, I, I never occurs to me to say, like, hey, if this is your first time if you've just found this don't listen go back to the beginning because you're gonna be lost you have you're gonna have no idea what is going on right now there's like a baba yaga and there's two really powerful people and some guy who can barely lift his gun what is this story i mean i think at any given time there are two-thirds of us who don't know what's going on so <laughs> that's fair that's fair i i want better for the audience than than we have for ourselves <laughs> You deserve more. You deserve more. Um, we want to give a thanks again uh, for all of you. We are at the end of our first month of the Patreon. Tomorrow, if you are interested and you haven't taken the jump yet, if you feel like joining in there, uh, tomorrow will be the last day to sign up for the Divine tier uh, to be able to get our swag uh, until the next cycle comes around. Uh, so for all of you who have joined us, thank you so much. Uh, the, the support for this has been mind-blowing. Carolyn was actually here the other day and we recorded the next episode of Investigate the History and she has so much fun with it. It was it, the response we got to that is really exciting. But a bunch of people are like, hey, when is she going to play a game with you guys? And saying that to her, I just felt every part of her just clench. <laughs> um, so, you know, at some point, maybe we'll get her in here to play a game. Uh, I think that she would have fun once she could. Uh, she just hates improv. You know, she is a performer, but not that kind. She She don't like it. So... Um, anything else? Uh, we've gotten progressively worse at figuring out how to get out of the intro. So I feel like there just needs to be a panic button. I think this is it. Is us just talking about the fact that we don't know how to get out of this and get back into the story. Yep. So we'll see you all on the other side. Yeah, Bye. Yeah. Goodbye. It's time to let the recap roll. That's dumb. Got okay, let's sucked recap into a, a vortex yeah. of, of mediocrity or yeah, something. Just, that is the company name. The vortex of mediocrity. <laughs> <laughs> it's time to let the recap roll. As you approach the next clearing, you're trying to figure out 
what in the world could make this? Like, what is this? These huge footprints. And you can't get a sense of anything because it's almost entirely flat whenever you find the footprints come to an end. And you start to follow them again. And suddenly you hear this piercing screech. And you look up from the tracks and you see this very old cottage and it rises up on giant chicken legs and starts to run away and you realize this is the house of Baba Yaga so as you're laying on the roof waiting for them to come back um, it's only a few seconds after Jake has left you hear the front door creak open okay uh, I go to I assume where the front porch is and I jump down and a layer starts to fold back and underneath it you see this very ancient face oh stranger in my house or oh, people who come uninvited to my house oh they never leave and she smiles at you and you see that her mouth is filled with these large jagged metal teeth and a long arm reaches out and wraps around you and squeezes you tightly holding you in place i hope that you taste as good as you look jake roll sharp okay eight so as you were standing on the beach in hawaii next to tass um you open up your phone and you start googling baba yaga trying to figure out what you can find out about her and this pulse goes through your body, and it's familiar. TJ is in trouble. Okay. Uh, I'm going to just kind of look up at Tass, like in a startle, and grab him and teleport back to TJ. All right. Roll angel wings. Uh, eight. Uh, so do you want to end up in the right place separated or in the wrong place together? Uh, I think in the right place separated again. This one is, like, now I know for a fact things are breaking bad. I got to get there. Tass, even or odd? Odd. Tass, you appear somewhere that you can't see. And it smells very earthy. And as you breathe, you can hear your voice echoing. Um, I want to... Oh, God. I guess I want to get out my flashlight and see where I am. You turn on your flashlight and shine it around. And you instantly know where you are. You see the old spot in the floor where the energy was supposed to have lived for the ley line. You see the giant steel slab on top of the stairs. You see the false grave dug in the corner of the room. You're in the remains of the Halifax. Oh, come on. Jake, you appear next to TJ, and what you see is an ancient woman bearing very large metal teeth, and they are sunk into TJ's shoulder, pulling and tearing at the meat. TJ, you take two points of damage. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> And an unnaturally long hand is wrapped around his body, stroking his face. Ugh. And you see her eyes flit over to you as you appear. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. That guy's dry. This boy's tasty. And I'm gonna like dance in front of her. <laughs> <laughs> um, roll protect someone. <laughs> Oh, man. That laugh was so maniacal, it scared Harvey, and he moved. <laughs> Eight. As you make this dance towards her, you can see that she turns her focus to you, and you can see the blood on her metal teeth as she lets go of TJ's shoulder, and you realize that this coil around TJ, the arm, that you can see it throughout the whole of the structure that you're in, that her whole body is just laying around, draped over things, wrapped around the oven, and it starts to slither towards you, 
and she opens her mouth to take a bite at you. Um, do I see the spear anywhere in here? Rule investigative mystery. Uh, eight. You get a hold one. What's being concealed here? You do see in the middle of this room next to the giant stove that there is a door into the ground that looks like it would lead to a cellar. Uh, and as you're taking this time to like look around her, uh, you take two points of armor defeating damage as she sinks into your calf muscle. Er, juicy. And I'm like, TJ, check the cellar. Okay, I guess I'm going to go check the cellar. All right. Uh, so, TJ, you're going to run over and open the cellar door? Sure. Okay, uh, roll act under pressure. Hi-ya! Uh That would be a 10. All right, nice. so you get over to the door and you wrap your hands around the handle and you pull it open. Uh, as you do pull it open, three hands, unconnected to anything else, fly by your head as if they had just missed running into you. They are just floating hands. You peel this door open and you look down and it's just earth. Like, there's no space or anything like that? It's just... Correct. Just, oh, okay. Uh, Jake, it's just Earth as I gesture towards the door. <laughs> just a, you know, matter of fact. Jake, she is slowly starting to slither up your body. Well, then I'm going to kind of hold my hand out and, like, the phone disappears and the hammer appears instead. I want to try and crack her on the head. As the hammer appears, she stops and she lets go with her teeth and she pulls back a little bit and she looks at the hammer and then the long hand coiled around your thigh starts to relax and it moves to your chest armor and it starts tracing the symbol of the defender. Oh, no, I don't want to stop. And she backs off and you see around the whole of the room, the body starts to plump up like she's just pulling herself back together from this drapey long form that's all over this front room. And she is standing in front of you now to say that she looks like a crone, that she looks like an ancient witch out of a book. It would be the opposite. You would think that every witch you've ever heard described is taken from how she looks. Her skin is like parchment. It's yellowing and brittle, and long strands of matted gray and black hair hang from her head, and she has these sharp features, but she's also very frail-looking, and none of it quite matches up with this wildness you can see behind her eyes. And then she smiles at you with these large metal teeth. Why are you here? We're looking for a weapon. We're looking for a spear. We need it to stop the end of the world. Sent you, are you here on behalf of another or on your own volition? I think I'd kind of like think about it for a second because I'd be like, well, we work for an agency, but this is kind of beyond that. We're we're here on our own. We're just trying to do right. <sighs> and she turns and moves across the living room and sits down in a chair. Fine. Oh, so hungry but must give the test see if worthy are the uh the flying hands still flying about uh they have stopped but you see them and they move over to her chair and they kind of perch on it like birds creepy i'm not actually the one who is destined to wield the spear but i can collect the wielder and you can put him through the test if that's what you need to do. Yes, I know you're not. I recognize that symbol. I was told that one would come with that symbol and I would have to perform this task. 
let me go get him and I will be back. Shouldn't be a moment. And she just stares at you. Promise not to eat the other guy while I'm gone? She clicks her teeth together three times. I, is that a yes? <laughs> <laughs> I was actually going to ask whether or not she had like, you know, a pot, a kettle on that maybe I could serve her some tea and kind of put a shawl around her shoulders and everything. <laughs> Maybe uh, kiss up to her a little bit. If you start to move around her kitchen, are you looking for something to do? Well, I, I, would you like some tea or some... Oh, nice hot tea, yes. Okay, uh, where's the kettle? Oh, on the fire. Oh, okay, well, I'll go get the uh, kettle for her and get her tea ready. Jake, uh, you appear next to Tass, and he is hunkered down in the corner, and you instantly recognize the location because you went here like... 24 times over the course of a weekend. You are in the little grave room at the Halifax Theater. Okay, we have mellowed out the Baba Yaga. She has a test for you to claim the spear. We gotta go. Oh, please be multiple choice. All right, let's go. There we go. 12. Uh, You come back and TJ is standing at this giant oven watching a tea kettle boil. Okay, just as weird as I could have hoped. (laughs) The three hands are knitting an Afghan. (laughs) Uh, hello, it's it's an honor to meet you. Ah, and she clicks her teeth at you three times, and you see that they are, it's like a bear trap. It <laughs> is just not even metal teeth, but it is metal triangles. <laughs> okay. And you see that TJ standing by the fire, kind of messing with the teapot, has a wound in his shoulder that looks exactly the same shape, as does Jake's calf. All right, this is all fine. This is good. Um, I am the one that's here for the spear, um... And I submit myself to your tests. Oh, pretty. Oh, pretty boys. Thank you very much. Oh, you will retrieve something for me out of the land below. Far to the northeast there's an entrance. It will take you into the land below. And there's something in there that I want. But you'll have to figure out what... By talking to the day, talk to the day, they will tell you what I want. And she gets this violent gleam in her eyes. If you come back with the wrong thing, and she snaps her jaws three times again, my instructions are at an end, and I will will eat so hungry. And she twists in her chair. All right, I will find it. Good. Beware. It's not empty down there. All right. Northeast, I go, I suppose. Guys, I guess do you just stay here? I'll look at her. Like, can we accompany him or? She shrugs and takes the teacup from TJ and starts to sip. I think we go with you. All right. Yeah, I think that's fine. I think ultimately I'm going to need to be the one making the decisions. You typically are. (laughs) (laughs) Oof. We'll be back. And I'm going to head out the door and yeah. Uh, So when you head out the front door, it closes and it seals. It seems to vanish like there's no door there. Oh, that's trippy. So, Jake, you had asked when you were starting to look on your phone, what do you find about Baba Yaga in a Google search? Because you guys obviously didn't have time and Tass doesn't even necessarily have the move anymore to call Margaret. So what we're going to do is we're going to try something a little different. You had about, what, a minute and a half before? You're going to make me Google Baba Yaga in a minute am, and a half, aren't you? And I'm going to pause this for a minute and a half, and we'll see what Jake knows about Baba Yaga in just a second.
All right, Jake, what did you find? Not as much as I would have liked. She flies around in a mortar. She wields a pestle. She, I've learned, I read a lot about the possible origins of her name, uh, a fairy tale where a guy saw the hut and then a firebird came and got him and flew him away before he got eaten. Uh, she's got three knights that are like her servants or her helpers, um, Bright Day, Red Sun, and Black Knight. Okay, well, I mean, that answers the sort of cryptic mission is we've got to find Bright Day. Is that what it was? Yeah. And he should know, he or she should know what she wants. So right now, just for your frame of reference, it's about five o'clock at night. Um, So it's starting to get towards evening. Uh, The sun has not set yet, but it will start to get dark soon. Is the sun actually red at this moment? It is. (gasps) For some reason, I feel like that's important, but I don't know how. (laughs) Uh, Do you think that the night will only be around or exist in its just time of day? That's what I'm thinking. Like, if it's bright day, then the sun is going to be up and, you know, like our regular yellow sun and all lit up. And then, like, red sun only comes, I, I would say, either at the evening or at the dawn. And then Black Knight, I assume, is just the guy who comes at night when there's no light. But that's just a toss in the wind sort yeah. of thing. Well, that's a good theory. I think that's probably sound, but we got to time this right. Like, we have no idea where these nights are going to be. So, yeah, we could hunker down right now and just camp until it's daylight. But then if it takes us 10 hours to find it, it's going to be, you know, our window is going to be gone. Well, she did say to to the northeast, so maybe... Right. Let's at least head that direction and just be slow and cautious about it. Sounds good. Yeah. So who is leading the way here? I suppose I would be. All right, so roll sharp to try and navigate your way through this woods, kind of keeping the bearing that she told you. Oh, no. Oh, okay, that's not bad. Nine. Yeah, it takes a little longer than you'd imagine. As the three of you are traveling through the woods, you notice that there aren't many landmarks as you go, and you get turned around a few times. You find yourself checking the trees for moss, and uh, even have a few moments where you feel like the path that you just came down isn't there anymore when you turn your back to look at it. But you do eventually find a very old tree that the trunk is split, and you can see that it is big enough for someone to fit inside of, and it smells unnatural. Uh, all right. I mean, this is it, but I, yeah, I don't, I clearly don't think we should go in that, um, or get close to it yet. So maybe we just hunker down until morning. Do we want to hunker down here, or do we want to hunker down like a quarter mile away from yeah, here? Yeah, that's solid. That's solid. Let's do that. Okay. So you guys head a quarter mile which direction? Uh, let's go due south. All right, so you guys head south. And uh, how are you How are you sleeping? You guys setting up a watch? Or we've never had to do this before. Um, yeah, I'd say, you know, as long as we're each getting like at least four hours with, you know, a couple of hours of each of us watch, you know, one of us watching for a couple of hours and then, I don't know, math, math and hours and numbers. <laughs> I don't know. This isn't Pathfinder nice... where we have to get the straight eight in a row to be able to function. So right. it's, it's a not... nice 12 hour. It's uh... true. But I know each of you and I know what you need to function correctly. So. <laughs> and for me, it's like 13 hours. Yeah, so. <laughs> it's true. Um, so your minuses will depend greatly on the story you tell me right now. Um, I'm a night owl, so I'll stay up for the first stretch. That's fine with me because I, I can go out like a light. TJ is an early riser, right? Mm-hmm. I might just sleep through the whole damn thing. Like, wake me up if you need me, but I I do genuinely, I need a lot of sleep to function. He so. does. Yeah, all right. That's the sitch. Is there anything you guys want to do before you go to bed? Uh, I imagine we should have Saul top us all off. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's solid. Oh, everybody's kind of sitting in a little damage, aren't they? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
All right, I will ask him, ask him out. <laughs> uh, Saul, could you uh, heal us all up, please? Oh, yeah, no problem. And he does. He puts out the pulse of light and everybody is healed three points. All right, roll read a bad situation, Tass, first, since you are on the first watch. That's an eight. You get to hold one. Are there any dangers we haven't noticed? Somewhere far off in the distance, you hear the sound of galloping hooves and wood splitting. And this is about two o'clock in the morning, you think. Oof. All right, I'm going to wake them up. Oh, what? Listen, and I'll kind of point out that sound. Yeah, and you guys hear very far away, uh, you hear metal striking something. You hear like trees splitting, but it is a great distance away. All right, so that makes me think that the knights are just out here like guarding things. So might be doing tasks for the uh, for the Baba Yaga, maybe splitting some firewood or something? Yeah, God knows. Um, so it may not be a matter of waiting till morning to go in. It may be waiting till morning and trying to get around and find wherever the night is. Sure. Okay. So that's pretty far away. So I guess let's stay where we are and, and keep this going, and then we'll just try to haul ass in the morning and find it. I like the idea of it. Yeah. Do you guys switch at this point, or I don't, I'm not sure what hours you're switching. What hours are you sleeping? What's your what's your coverage window here? Uh, yeah, I'll I'll take next. That's okay. fine. Uh, TJ, roll. Read a bad situation. And as I'm doing this, can I go ahead and put on my uh, night vision goggles? Sure. Cool. Plong. Sweet. Uh, that's like a thirteen. All right, you get a hold three. I assume what threats do I not see here? So as you are sitting there. And everyone else is asleep. You've got your night vision goggles on so you can kind of get a better sense of everything. You see someone approaching from the north. They are very, very thin with long black hair and their face is scarred. And they are wearing rags and their abdomen and their arms. Everything you can see is covered with cuts and puckers. But they're all scars. And they are barefooted and dragging a very long sword. And they are approaching you. Um, uh, so they're still pretty far away, though? Not pretty far away. Close enough that you can see them through goggles. Oh, okay. Uh, guys, 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 wake up, wake up, wake up. Mm. Bad guy, bad guy, quick, that way. And I'm pointing out. Into with, the darkness, yeah. Into the darkness that they can't see. <laughs> yeah, can I see it? No. Huh? I'm going to take my goggles and put it on his face. Uh, now you can see. Oh. Which direction should I be running? I'll just gesture for them and start moving away, moving in the opposite direction. And like, I'll kind of stay, I'll be backing up so that I'm facing that thing as let them go behind me and kind of get out of the way. Okay, yeah. so you guys trying to like sneak away essentially? Yeah. Yeah. All right, uh, roll act under pressure to try to get out of this place quietly. Oh no. Seven. Hard five. Six. Tass and TJ... You both take one point of armor-defeating damage. Tass starts to back away with his shotgun out, and he hears a sound behind him, and he, out of pure terror, turns and fires, which startles TJ, which causes TJ to blast his electroblaster into the ground, catching both he and Tass, and they shake a little and fall to the ground. Oh, so it wasn't damage from the, the night. It was just our own damage. Correct. Okay. Jake, you can try to, with this going on, make a bigger spectacle and draw this thing's attention away, or you can stand your ground knowing where he's coming from since you've got TJ's goggles and get a plus one in dealing with him, or you've got enough time that you could try to get hands on both of these guys and teleport away. Man, teleporting's been going so poorly that I don't think it is my first choice right now. I think I'm going to try to make a spectacle. So what I would like to do is teleport somewhere else around here that I've been at this point and just get its attention from from elsewhere 
like behind it. I don't know where I've been relative to it. It, it is coming basically in a straight line from where you guys just came from. It is coming from the north after you guys travel about half mile south. Yeah, closer to the tree, closer to like the gate or the entrance or whatever the smelly tree was. So Jake, you appear back closer to the tree and this guy is not within your line of sight anymore, but you know the direction that he is in. Um, What are you going to do to try to get his attention from this far away? I'm going to try to level a tree. I'm going to just try to fell a tree and hope that the crashing gets his attention. All right. Roll no limits. Uh, Eight. All right. So what is your consequence? Uh, probably a point of damage. I think that just, I, I overdo it here trying to rip a tree out of the ground. I think what happened was you tried to headbutt it. (laughs) (laughs) You just watched, uh, how to train your dragon. So you're just all amped up and doing headbutts on everything. Don't don't think, act on instinct, headbutt the tree. Instinct bad. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, but you do, you are able to uproot this tree and knock it to the ground. And it is very loud. You both hear uh, as you're kind of gathering yourselves from the forest floor a loud thud and you actually feel a bit of a tremor and you guys don't have any way of seeing anything in the darkness unless you're getting out flashlights are you guys doing anything uh, i think i'm just getting back to my feet certainly and trying to make sure tj's up yeah just but like trying to stay low and crouched with shotgun out okay so you guys are just kind of staying in place right and i think i would be trying to get a flashlight out but then like test like no done we're like fumbling with it Uh, (laughs) so there's a very long tense quiet period where there's just something out in the darkness and it's that sensation of like you used to get when you were a kid and you played hide and go seek your heart speeds up because you know that someone is right there and there's a chance they may catch you and Jake about a quarter of a mile away you suddenly see the figure headed your direction and it is just slowly walking dragging this very large sword and if you didn't know better as you watch it you feel like it's looking you in the eyes so I am prepared to teleport back to them at any moment, but I, I want to kind of wait for like a metaphorical whites of its eyes. Like I want to wait until it gets a little bit closer. Like if it's still a quarter mile away, I want to give it a little bit of time so that I just buy the extra few seconds Okay. that when I go back to them, we've got those few extra seconds to go the other direction. All right. Uh, so how close are you going to wait? I'm going to say 50 yards. And if I feel like it's looking at me, I'm going to like wave and see if it does anything about it. As you start to wave at this, you blink, and it is halfway there, and then half again, and half again. It almost seems like it is moving at you in an old film, and there are frames missing, and it is slashing out with that sword, and you instinctively teleport away. Roll act under pressure. Seven. So as this creature gets to about 50 yards away, you can teleport away and it is only going to catch you with the corner of its blade as it passes you, or you'll get away unscathed, but it will sense where you're going or the speed that it approaches is going to startle you into dropping your hammer and you'll get away cleanly. Uh, I think I'll take the hit. Okay. So you take one point of armor defeating damage and you're standing next to Tass and TJ again and you're breathing a little heavy and you feel wetness running down your cheek from where he caught you. Okay, I'm going to gesture them, like, go the other direction, like, get away from this thing. I Do we see that? <laughs> How dark is this? Dark. Good point. Um, oh my god, if I tap them on the shoulder, they're going to shoot me. <laughs> <laughs> I think that they are aware of your arrival. I think there's a little flash. Oh, that's fair. Behind you guys. And we're so used to it by now, we weren't even startled. I was startled. Yeah, probably <laughs> untrue. <laughs> 
then I'll just real, real quietly go this way and like kind of turn them, like steer their shoulders and give them a gentle shove away from that night. And I'll be like, it cut me. It wants to hurt us. Let's go. Okay, well, let's go then. Yeah. Okay, so which direction are you going now? So I think west. Sure. I don't care as long as it's not towards the thing that just that I just lured away. Right. Yep. Right. I think we're going to turn and go that way. Uh, and I'm going to give TJ his goggles back. So is TJ leading the way now? Yeah, yes. I guess so. I didn't know if you guys were getting out a light source or... I don't think so. Any advantage we've got being hidden in the dark, we should keep. Yeah, for the moment at least to get until we feel like we've got made some good tracks, we'll uh, stay dark and just hang on to TJ's shoulders. All right, so you guys travel west for a while. Tess, you have a minus one ongoing because you haven't slept much. Yeah. After about a half hour of going west, you come to a clearing in the forest, and TJ, what you see through your goggles are fence posts with skulls on them. I'm going to hold us back for a second. Uh, guys, uh, there's fence posts with skulls on them. Um, do I see anything that these fence posts are surrounding? From here, you do not. Uh, I think a little caution, fellas. Okay, well, what, what else is there? I don't know. Um, I'm going to sneak in a little closer. Roll investigative mystery if you're going to go explore this area. Yes, I will. Come on, 12. Nope. Okay. That's 11. All right, you get a hold too. What's being concealed here? You can tell by the shape of the opening in the middle of these fence posts that this is where Baba Yaga's house normally would rest. This is kind of where its foundation is. And you can see that in the middle of this earthen area where the house should sit, is a patch of odd-colored dirt. And because you opened the door previously, you can guess that it matches up with that door. My thinking on this question is, what can it do as in that patch of dirt? Uh, you think that this area is filled with so much magic, and you have seen some really strange things already in your time here. And you remember opening that door and seeing that there was just earth underneath it. And you have the notion that if the house was in its proper resting place and you opened that door, that patch of earth wouldn't be there and it would lead into a basement. Okay. Uh, I'm going to convey that to the guys. Like, I think this is um, where Baba Yaga's house is. And Jake, you remember the basement sort of door? And there was only dirt there before. But I think if, if it were to rest right here, the, the house, we could probably get in that basement. Well, that's probably where she's got the spear or something. But, I mean, are we... Seems like a non-issue right now. Yeah, I don't think it's the type of thing that we can just dig for it. I think, you know, it's probably tied to her magic. So um, that's that's good to know. But, yeah, we'll we'll either need to keep moving or hunker down and get some rest here and hope that that thing doesn't sneak up again. Okay. I guess we're going to go further west then or, or just right here? Uh, yeah, let's go a little further west of here um, just so that we have a little more tree cover and hunker down again. All right. How much further? I think we'll go about a half hour further west just you know until I feel like we found a good uh, copse of trees that's nice and dense. So the three of you again start to make your way through this dark woods and as you travel the thing you still can't seem to get used to is the lack of animal sounds. You know being outside and almost pitch black with only the sound of your footfalls and the occasional gust of wind it makes you feel a little more exposed than if birds and bugs were reacting to you passing by. After about 35 minutes of this, you come across a small clearing where you can see through the trees and into the night sky, and you decide to stop. Who's going to keep watch? Feel like shit. Sleeping. <laughs> I'll stay up some more. I'll go back to sleep. This worked out pretty well so far. Just wake me up when, when a problem shows up. Okay. I can't see shit out there anyway. <laughs> 
Uh, so, TJ, you are sitting up still. What time do you guys plan on moving camp? Well, it's three now, so maybe about three hours from now, around six. It's like you waiting, you waking them up at sunrise. Are you waking them up after the sun's been up for a while, before it's uh, up? Probably at sunrise, whenever I see the light starting to show over whatever horizon there may be. So, TJ, you sit watch for another couple hours. Roll read a bad situation as you, again, sit watch over everybody. That would be a nine. Uh, you get a hold one. Are there any dangers we haven't noticed? As you're getting ready to wake them up, off in the distance, you hear a bowstring twang. And you turn and you look, you see this white arrow streak through the sky and hit right where the sun seems to be coming up. And there is a small pulse of energy, and it seems to be coming from about a mile south of you. I'm going to wake them up and tell the guys what I just saw. That's amazing. Uh, I feel like this is a sign for something good, because at least that arrow wasn't headed at my face. So that's that's pretty good. Okay. I mean, sounds like as, as good of a place to start as any. Let's head towards that. Yeah. Uh, who's leading the way? Jacob, since you've got the most sleep, you want to lead the way? Sure. All right. All right. So, Jacob, uh, roll sharp to navigate the forest. Six. You guys are going along, and things are starting to look familiar. And about half a mile away, you realize that you see the dead tree with the opening in it. Oh, God. Did we get turned around? Maybe. I'm not so directionally apt. Yeah, somehow that th this wasn't south. So I'll try to like line this up again to try to figure out what that opposite direction would be and start trucking that way. All right, roll sharp. Do I still have my negative one ongoing? No, I think you've you got like four hours sleep, so. Okay. God, six. Everything's starting to look the same. You guys have passed so many trees and you've been here almost 24 hours and it's all starting to look a little familiar and you're not sure if it's the lack of food, if it's the scarcity of water, if it's how poor your sleep was, but everything is just starting to look the same. You pass through a set of trees and this weird sensation washes over you and you feel like you take a tumble, like you have fallen over, but you're still standing up and you all blink together and open your eyes and you are standing in front of Baba Yaga's cabin. What the hell is happening? This forest seems to be messing with our brains. Oh, God. Um, I assume we shouldn't be disturbing her. Probably not with no... No news and no thing. Yeah, because I don't want her to eat me. Is anybody good at climbing trees? I'm not bad at climbing trees. I've climbed a tree or two in my day. I mean, maybe if somebody can get up higher and get a good gauge of exactly where we are and maybe where that came from. Yeah, I volunteer as tribute, I guess. I will climb a tree and see if I can't get our bearings. Uh, so TJ, roll Act Under Pressure to make your way up this tree. I shouldn't have volunteered for this. <laughs> Shouldn't have. But I did anyway with a 13. Oh, there you go. Damn. Uh, so yeah, you just like a howler monkey up this tree. <laughs> and you find yourself at the very top looking out over the forest. Uh, roll investigate a mystery. That's not so good. Um, that's a six. So TJ, you look around trying to get a bearing of where you are and you don't see anything. You know, you really just see the top of the forest. Um, and as you're climbing back down, one of the tree branches breaks. It doesn't catch you. Uh, you don't fall, but it does make a sound. And from inside the house, you hear, Ah, tick tock, tick tock. Oh, 
Oh, you're still here. You should be gone. You should be far, far away. Time. Oh, time. I'm going to back slowly deeper into the woods. <laughs> um, did you see anything? No. Tremendous. Okay. Yeah, there's just a lot of forest around here. And it's kind of dark, so. Well, yeah, I'll just kind of scooch us away from the house. Well, let's go this way for the moment while we figure it out. I'm just glancing back at the house repeatedly, like hoping that nothing's happening. Yeah, every time you kind of look back at it, no matter how you guys move, you feel like it's facing you. I hate this place. Uh, (laughs) The best I can think is just trying to reorient based on the direction we thought that that arrow had been shot from again and just try to walk that direction, which I feel like was kind of south west like i guess we could try heading deeper in this way yeah let's let's walk for the moment okay so you guys start to head west who's leading this pilgrimage i i'm pretty sure i did i think i kind of took the lead here all right fortunately i'll go like shoulder to shoulder with him like okay. i i don't know where we're going and i trust his leadership but uh, you know i'm i'm the guy who gets hit so so you guys travel for about an hour roll investigate a mystery Again, you're trying to pick up where this arrow was fired from and head in that general direction. Okay. Seven. You get a hold one. Where did it go? So as you guys travel for this hour, you realize that you start to see slashes in trees and the grass is matted down from footprints. And you haven't heard any animal sounds the whole time you've been here, but you do hear a horse whinny. You start moving in that direction and you walk into a clearing. And in the clearing is a knight standing next to a very old and ratty looking horse. And the armor is a brilliant white and they are holding a very long blade. Um, hello, we come in peace. It raises its sword. We're here because we were told that you know what, oh God, I don't want to say her name, uh, what the witch in the house once and we just hoped that you would help us find out what that is it begins to walk towards you with the blade raised oh god we are working for her you work for her right like we're doing her a favor the two of you roll act under pressure nine five it brings this sword across at both of you uh jake you can get out of the way from this strike but you're gonna bump into tj as you jump backwards and knock him to the ground as well or you can take partial damage and draw its attention towards you or you can take no damage and get around behind it but its attention is going to be on tass that's a good one that's a good set thanks um man i know how hard these guys can hit or at least how hard the other guy could hit uh i'm gonna knock me and tj over All right, so you are able to kind of shift your weight a little bit, and the pommel strikes you instead of the blade as it kind of arcs towards Tass, and it knocks you backwards into TJ, and the two of you kind of end up in a pile on the ground. Tass falls to the ground as this blade hits him blunt side. The knight pivots the sword and raises it. I want to roll back out of the way. All right, roll act under pressure. Oh, ten. You were able to roll back just in time as it thrust the blade into the ground. Uh, And I'm going to shout, what does Baba Yaga want? It pulls the blade out and starts to swing it down towards your legs. Oh, God. I'm going to run, try to go in a direction that isn't, you know, towards the boys on the ground. All right, roll act under pressure again. I would like to be getting to my feet. As would I. Oh, five. Jake and TJ, you are able to get to your feet as Tass is turning and running away from this knight. 
and you're both momentarily blinded as sunlight glints off of the knight's blade as it slashes out towards him. Tess, you feel excruciating pain just below your knee, and you tumble to the ground, and you instinctively reach down to put pressure on the wound, but when your hands reach down, all you find is a bloody stump. Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Hey Dad, I've got a question for you, and it makes me really frustrated. Mikey, the stars are wrong. He jumped two and a half times farther than we were supposed He's to. He's not a robot, right? He's an AI. They used you, yes, but they used me worse. I want to go home! How many minutes are in a while? Ask Your Father is available anywhere you get podcasts. Find out more at gideonmedia.com.